0: Hello there, everyone. Welcome back to Mortis FM, a Star Wars podcast. I am one of your hosts, Cole.
1: And I am Grayson, one of your other hosts, Cole. Today, we are talking about Bad Batch Season 3, Episode 4.
0: Oh my goodness. Yes, we are. Uh, what, what What is it called? Uh, a, a Different Approach? That's what different it's called, approach. right? Yeah, we yeah. did our homework, clearly.
1: It's yeah, not like we it did. came out three or four <laughs> days ago.
0: <laughs> well, speaking of being different, this was actually vastly different than what we expected it to be as an episode, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Because we had, uh, we had very different expectations, uh, uh but before in our most recent episode, yeah. um, d- discussing episodes one through three, we were like, Oh, we, we, we know what's going to happen with episode four, but we did not.
1: We yeah. actually did not. Yeah. I, uh, I, initially thought that it was going to be, you know, Hunter and Wrecker focused. Um, yeah. And to be honest, like just fully getting into spoilers here, because it's, to we'll be honest, that's why you're here. Um, the, uh, I, I didn't think that they were going to reunite with Hunter and Wrecker so soon, because it was completely flipping the characters, and then they reunited at the very end of the episode, which took me by surprise.
0: Yeah, Um. that... Yeah, i i i one hundred i one hundred percent agree with that. I think we'll I think we'll go to go into that and near like the end of the episode. Uh, yeah. So yeah, let's just go ahead and start off with like where we're at. The episode starts off uh, amidst hyperspace. Mm-hmm. Uh, the shuttle that Crosshair and Omega stole, um, with the assistance of uh, our beloved Batcher, uh, is really really um, beat up. And uh, they have to emergency exit out of out of uh, hyperspace because uh, they they just got to land or else, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, and I'm yeah, I'm going to be honest. I I did not expect for us to uh, pick up right off the heels of that escape from Mm -hmm. episode three. But I'm really glad that we did because I don't know if I could handle another week of like wondering where they were and what was happening with that. Like if it had gone to another episode of of Hunter and Wrecker, uh, just trying to find out where they were. Um, I would be like, yeah. man, I really gotta I gotta know what's going on
1: um, Yeah Yeah, it's it's interesting Like I I would have been Like what the trend of the way Bad Batch works typically Like, you know, last week we had seen It was, you know, focusing on On Omega and Crosshair And then we flipped back to Hunter and Wrecker And then back to them, right? And we were like, I guess yeah. we were thinking Probably gonna be more of a natural flip-flop, right? I kind of in a way, a chase throughout the season and this hunt of trying to make to get them reunited. And um, and, you know, typically with the previous seasons of Pad of Bad Batch, uh, Pad Batch, uh, Pat, that's, Pad Batch, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Plot Twist, she's part of the Bad Batch. No, no um, way that would be weird. Uh, well, they do like Padme. Remember, it was on the. It was no, that oh, was a deleted yeah. scene. That was yeah. a deleted. Yeah, that's so funny. I,
0: I still, I still think it's canon. That'd be So funny, man. Uh,
1: Anakin forced them to wipe it off because he was pissed. Um, Few people who don't know. There's a deleted scene back from the prototype episodes, uh, the pre like pre-rendered episodes of Bad Batch that on the Marauder there is a uh, like Padme bombshell art uh, on <laughs> yeah. on the the hull of the ship, and she's like very like scantily clothed with like a pistol in her hand and she's they're like she's hot you know
0: like, <laughs> I, I think uh, i think hunter's like uh that's our girl or something like yeah. that and, and records R- 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 like the senator of naboo you know
1: dude um, bad batch was so real for that
0: anakin's like anakin's like i want that off now
1: <laughs> that's why he's going to kill them by the end of this season no! <laughs> no they they re-put it on there they're like for our senator and he's like Get that off there as Darth Vader. Um Wow. But yeah, this uh Yeah, I mean they they but they, they crash land on this unnamed planet. Um yeah, I, do we, I, do we know the name
0: of the planet? It's been it's been given a name now. Um let me Unlike the database or something? That. Yeah.
1: Oh, okay. It's Hoth. It just looks really different now. Camino <laughs> <laughs> got grass.
0: Oh goodness!
1: You guys see how prepared we are for these episodes,
0: <laughs> man. What, what what are you gonna do? You know what? Uh, I cannot find the name, but I recall that uh, Star Wars explained because, of course, he does. He he names it in his of course. He does, uh, yeah. r- Review review yeah. um, video, and mm. uh, yeah, well, we're just gonna call it uh, Planet. Planet. Um, so, yeah. So they- Cro- Crosshair and Omega land on Planet, uh, and land. they. Yeah, well, it's it's <laughs> more like a, a less controlled landing, a, ma- a managed yeah. landing. Um, but they 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 crash land and they immediately head to the nearest spaceport, mm-hmm. um, which we're we're greeted with the kind of. New looking TK troopers and in, in the very cool like trench coats and stuff. With, I love yeah, those like, things. Man. with like goggles conchos? as well. Yeah, yeah. It reminds me of the the Minbon troopers a little bit.
1: A little bit, yeah. Um, I, I that was immediately what I thought as well. Which I'm a big fan of the the mud troopers and the Mimban troopers with like the capes. Mm-hmm. I know that's kind of a hot take for some people, but I love that look. But it was, I I don't know exactly what the the climate is for this planet but there's a lot of people wearing goggles and like a lot of kind of heavy face clothing which makes me believe that there might be like frequent dust storms or something um we don't really yeah. see it but um yeah lots like of, even that kid is like coats. fully covered you know
0: yeah i think it's pretty cold because uh, i remember oh, i i swear there was like a, a moment in there where uh, where omega was shivering um oh when they you're crash right landed you know um so i think it's i think it's pretty cold out there Okay. On Hoth,
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> I told you, it's Hoth
0: <laughs> Yeah, this is actually before uh, the the uh, the Hoth Ice Age that is in Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> um, it's it's leading up to it. Um, yeah, honestly, there there isn't a whole lot that happens in this episode. I mean, like it's a yeah it's uh, I mean, it's still a pretty good episode. Like I still enjoyed it, but I think there, there's not a whole lot to talk about, but we'll still go beat for beat. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, this, this spaceport, the city that we're in, um, I'm not exactly going to say that it's CD, but people are definitely, uh, it's under the control of the empire. People are kind of fighting for their own. You see that kid that's, uh, you know, peddling information or, or whatever, like goods in order to get uh, yep. a certain amount of credits. And, uh, and then, um, Omega and Crosshair, um, need to uh get passage through the spaceport yeah. basically um, they're the like the,
1: the empire is gonna track the ship they're gonna know we've landed here we got to get to yep. a ship in the local spaceport and we can stow away or bribe someone to get on one of those and we can we can make our next plan from there but the the uh what was it a droid or was it a was it a alien species I can't remember Uh, I
0: believe it was uh, some sort of humanoid species with a voice modulator uh, that was controlling the spaceport,
1: uh, like, ins and outs. Um, Yeah, and and as we see, like... This is what the Empire does to planets, of course. This is not, not nothing uncommon. It's very similar to what we see in the beginning of Solo and Corellia. Mm-hmm. Um, some stuff that we see in Andor. This is, you know, pretty run of the mill for when an empire comes in and takes over a town. It gets really crappy and there's a lot of bribery and corruption. And so of course this uh this figure is like, okay, yeah, like I'll I'll we'll accept your bribe if you don't have uh your chain code, but uh you gotta get us uh I think it was twenty thousand credits. It's,
0: uh thirty thousand. Thirty thousand, right um yeah so 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 she's like uh I, i'm assuming uh the species was uh, she so it sounds like a sounds like a woman um yeah that she she's like uh Fifteen thousand credits and meg like fifteen thousand. she's like for each ticket yeah um Wild. and uh even and and this is uh this is a, another callback from season one admiral rampart is still uh, haunting us to this day with the the chain code sh- shenanigans that has mm-hmm. been implemented from the Empire so chain codes and whatnot it's still it's this uh, oppressive control um, yeah. and crosshair the whole time is like we should just you know shoot our way out and Omega's like I want to do it my way mm-hmm. uh, we're, we're not gonna do it like that we we don't have to I don't want to lose I don't want people to lose lives here we're just gonna right. try to do this this
1: episode um, is very predominantly like focused a lot on the different way they approach missions and how they they want to make their next moves, and then them kind mm-hmm. of creating a compromise. Like you know, uh,
0: yeah. Omega
1: is, is very like set on doing this in a a more uh, docile way, whereas Crosshair is like, listen, I'm I, I'm kind of just over it. Like, let's just shoot our way out of here, right? Um, and we get yeah. to that a little bit. Um, they they create some trust there, but uh, they're like, all right, well, let's go make some money, and they make their way to the cantina and they try to figure out and they're and they do some uh. Some gambling. Omega does some gambling, really, while Crosshair watches. <laughs> yeah, with a, a new Star Wars card game. It's yes.
0: a new new one implemented in the in the series. Uh, Which we had, love
1: our Star Wars card games. Oh yeah, we we, we love
0: some We 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 love Pazak. This is uh, but this um, new one. Ba- Balons. Balons.
1: Got yes. it. Yeah,
0: and it's and funny that all of Omega's these... a pro at it.
1: Which makes you think. Yeah, it, it makes you re- think. Yeah, and you know, from what I can tell, we don't know how to play it, but apparently the game does have a full rule set. Like, this is a brand new card game. It seems to just be a 1v1 type game, which is kind of unusual mm-hmm. to something like Sub-box. Uh Pazak is usually 1v1, but it's more of a deck yeah. building game Sabak is yeah. more of like your poker blackjack this seems to be more of like a strategic type of like i'm it's interesting but there was an entire like today uh star wars put on their instagram that, for their trivia that it was an entire game of cards that was created for this episode uh they play tested a few rounds and said it's extremely addictive and a complete rule set was made uh, yeah, that's
0: that's crazy, man. I mean, yeah. now now they just have to publish the game because I want to. I want to play s- it. Uh,
1: I'm fully believing that on May fourth in Galaxy's Edge or in places oh, that sell Galaxy's yeah. Edge merch, they will sell a Balan Um which I'm I will great. be getting. <laughs> um, That'd be great. So, I would love that.
0: So just, just to maybe bend your ear on this a little bit, because uh, it, it does make you think. Like, why is she so good at this? There, there's two reasons that I'm thinking. Uh, one, it's you know, she's potentially force sensitive, um, but also two, uh, as she was uh, in, back in season one, she was she was taught by Sid uh, how to play. Um, and kind of like cheat your way through, yeah. through gambling games and stuff like that. Because Sid was uh, teaching her how to play Hollow Chess, mm-hmm. uh, and she got really good at it. So uh, maybe she's just really good at strategy. Who knows? I
1: I I think um, that makes sense. Like we still haven't gotten to the point where we know what Omegas kind of thing is right like her Mm, specialization mm -hmm. is not just oh she's a girl you know like it's there's clearly something and of course that makes you be led to believe like now we know she has a sustainable transferable high m count but also like okay does that mean she's force sensitive well she sure if she has that m count that certainly means she's has a higher accessibility in the force but what she's is also, the
0: M count, too? I mean, <laughs> yeah,
1: I, yeah, like I think they mention M count in Mando as well, and they still never say it, but we're pretty sure it's midichlorians. Uh, and oh,
0: absolutely is,
1: yeah. Be. Um, and, and but it also makes you think, I'm like, well, maybe this was a way to maybe she was supposed to be, you know, a test subject of like she was kind of a strategist in a way, like she's yeah. like she's kind of like their battle planner in a way and maybe that's what that was what they were kind of testing hunter is the leader but like omega catches on to things really fast we've seen this yes. the fact yeah. that she learned all all of the plans that tech had taught her in a relatively pretty quick time like mm-hmm. she's a quick witted kid um and her ability to escape the facility literally in the previous episode was 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 pretty wild for a kid who's maybe 13 um yeah, yeah. and uh, uh
0: she is uh very, very apt for for her age and just a- as a clone, you know. Yeah. Even even as far as clones go, like she's incredibly skilled. So yeah. what kind of uh like what what's her strength there? I'm, I'm yeah. very I'm very curious as to what uh that D- design was for, yeah. for Herb. And I think, you know, I, I think we're going to find that out in this season. It seems to be kind of pointing in that direction. It's, yeah. Um. But inevitably, she does win the amount of credits that are needed. She cleans house. <laughs> yeah. It, I, I'm honestly surprised because, like, she she robs this Trandoshan blind, and he's just yeah. like, yeah, here you go. Like, he's he's fine with it. So, like, yeah. this guy must be absolutely rich, or he's just rolling with the punches. Maybe he's a stoic. Yeah. Um, but, uh, and then... My my new least favorite Star Wars character comes in. Uh which is this uh this kind of slimy fat
1: baron dude.
0: Yeah, this this uh this slimy imperial officer comes in. He sucks. And uh yeah, tries to tries to win against her. Um he loses and he's like, yeah, I concede and here's your here's your money. Oh by the way, <laughs> gambling's illegal. Here yeah. it's a fine. 10,000 credits which I was like man brother you're so... gambling <laughs> yeah exactly it's it's the hypocrisy man yeah. and like it, because they they think that they can do anything they think right. that they're above again it's like more uh, and or resemblance mm-hmm. there that they just they, they think that they can do anything that they're above the law because they are the law kind of mm-hmm. thing um, and uh, they pay the fine and as they're walking out um they, they they go back out to see where batcher is um and uh he's taken by the officer cuz of yep. course he did yep um this uh th- the kid that was peddling info earlier um gets it from them for 5000 credits which like yeah. i'm not sure how much really uh credits are worth in the galaxy but like maybe that kid just got his, a massive payout um, i've for that. i've
1: always viewed roughly i mean this is american money but i you know currency even in real world is kind of very translates to different things i've always kind of viewed like 10 credits as a dollar so like maybe it's kind of like yen yeah yeah, that's what i'm thinking right uh where it's 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 a higher percentage so like when i when i think of like five thousand credits in my mind that's more like five hundred dollars right probably so like a hundred thousand credits is ten thousand dollars you know and so uh there's now that lady is still asking she was asking for uh for Fifteen thousand. So that's so basically she was asking for like three hundred dollars. Wait, three hundred, three. Yeah, thirty. No, three thousand. She was asking for three thousand um, dollars. I can math. <laughs> um Man, how, But it's it's, it's hard. It's hard to say. I don't know. Um, yeah.
0: Well. Well, then it, it kind of makes me think because like how much did uh, how much again in a new hope did uh did. Obi Wan promised Han for, for transport to Alderaan?
1: A lot of it's money.
0: Like, it was like tw- well, 12,000 12, credits? Oh, Is really? That what it was?
1: I do He promised, Ooh. he some up front and then the rest in advance, right? And then they just used the money that they did to sell Luke's land speeder and they got like a really bad price for it. <laughs> and Luke was, and Obi Wan's like, it's fine, Luke, shut up. <laughs> like, it, it'll get us off this planet. Um, but yeah, yeah that's, okay. that's a good point.
0: Obi-Wan said we can only play we can only pay two thousand right now, but I can get you fifteen thousand when we arrive. Okay. Um I still feel like that's a lot.
1: It is a lot. Because the the like, promise I was I remember
0: that,
1: Yeah. Go I, ahead. I was I was gonna say that the promise was because they were trying to get that fifteen thousand because she was a princess, right? She was royalty. They right. got lots of money. Um, yeah,
0: because I remember when 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 Han was like uh like like 17,000, you know like he, he he was like, ooh, this has got a lot of cash, but this this lady here is asking for 30,000 credits." Maybe I'm for wrong then, maybe it's spaceport.
1: supposed to be like real real money, you know? Dude, we, imagine?
0: Imagine this kids like, "Yeah, I'll tell you where where they took your dog for $5,000." <laughs> <laughs>
1: I would be like I, I'm gonna strangle you, like which Crosshair that, does. That was
0: yeah. it was like, that's almost verbatim what Crosshair said. Is like, yeah.
1: I, I'm out of, I'm out of patience, I, kid. I, I think I gotta side with Crosshair I look at Omega and I'm like, you're being stupid. Quit giving away all of our money. <laughs> like we just, because they she won thirty five thousand. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, thankfully, it all worked out, and I think they got most of the money back. I think they left I, with twenty thousand because he takes pl- ten thousand. And, and then he gives the kid five, they give the kid 5,000. So I think they have 20,000 credits, which is kind of a dub. Uh, and yep. then they just take that ship and leave. Well, we're getting ahead of ourselves, but they go to the, they, yeah. Why, why, why
0: not? Let's, let's, let's move on ahead. So, so they get to this, this cargo bay, um, mm-hmm. well, which, before uh,
1: that before that oh, Omega, right? Right. Yes, you're right. The Omega's like, I'm going to get batcher and uh crosshairs. Like, I'm not wasting time with that. Like that's, you know, you need to give up on, on batcher. Like we'll find another mm-hmm. way. And Omega gets mad. She's like, she gives him, she gives him the money, and is like, use it to get off here. I don't care. Like, I'm gonna get Batcher. I'll find my own way if that's what I'll you want to do. Own way. Yeah. yeah. Um. And uh. And then that moment right there is very, very crucial for their relationship because you can see this is yet another moment where Crosshair is really trying to be that stoic, um, you know, kind of brooding doesn't care about her sort of thing but mm-hmm. like we see right after he like she begins to walk away she heads to the, the shipyard where uh where batcher is being held and he kind of stands there and of course of course he he of course he concedes and he turns and he goes after her right
0: it's yeah it's a direct mirroring of uh the end of um season one mm-hmm uh, after, she- after Camino is, is, uh, is bombed and, and she, she's like the last one to talk to Crosshair and, uh, she, like, he, he basically just doesn't really re- reciprocate and like, uh, she leaves him, uh, huh. goes on the Marauder and goes mm-hmm. away, but now, now he's following her. Yep. Um, and like he, he did a double take in, in this, in this scene, but he eventually, you know, concedes and, and goes with her, which, Yeah. um, yeah, I'm, I'm really glad that, that this episode, um. Is just giving us some more time with with Omega and Crosshair as a dynamic because I think it's very important for her to have like kind of one on one time with every batcher, you know?
1: Yeah. Um, just every batcher with them. Yeah, every batcher. <laughs> <laughs> All the batchers. No. Yeah, I get what you're saying though, because that was kind of what they did with last the last season was they were setting up a little bit like season one like Echo was like non-existent right like he was just like my, barely my poor boy yeah. yeah like he was just there like he there's some times he would be, he would never even say anything other than that one time he's like is there an echo he's like I'm Echo uh <laughs>
0: is, is, is there an echo in here
1: yes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what I'm Echo <laughs> that's so um, I love that moment so much but then yeah like she gets a lot of time with tech and Echo in season two and then of course that mm-hmm. kind of sets up which Kind of makes you think, what's gonna happen with Crosshair this season? You know.
0: I don't know, man. He's he's still got the tremor. Like we're still getting scenes where where that's building up. Like he's shooting at these guys, and it looks like he's kind of cursing his hand because he's missing. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't miss, man. But he's yeah. missing, and uh, it's yeah, it's. Did you? It's, it's bringing him down.
1: I've never noticed this as well. I was listening to um, last week's episode of Beyond the Dune Sea, and they were talking about. Uh, Seth was talking about. Um, uh hemlock's hand and how one of his hands is gloved i believe it's his mm-hmm. left hand uh yeah and he's always like rubbing it like that you I, know
0: I, I know i know i'm just so like <laughs> sorry i know you're about to bring up a point but like that's such a great characterization from i don't know why. I,
1: absolutely i love it like the the one like singular black hand and that's clearly intentional but now yeah. seth made a good point that they have even like well, some of, the, some of the stuff they're doing with the clones in, the, like, the previous... The first three episodes, they were, like, injecting their, like, hands and stuff, you know? Like, mm. there was a lot of hand stuff going on. And then, now Crosshair, he has that, like, that trimmer in his hand. And it's like, what's going on with that? Because we still don't that's really the know. same
0: hand, too.
1: Yeah. Right? Th- yeah. Is it? Maybe it is.
0: I can't remember. It's his left... It's his left hand, so... That's really interesting. I never... Man... There is so much going on in this show that's just behind the scenes, and I'm like, oh my goodness, it's, I I really gotta I gotta know.
1: Yeah, it's the subtleties, and uh, I think we're gonna get those answers. We're still not even a third of the way into the season in terms of episode count, but um, I know. Yes, is
0: insane. But yeah,
1: so we go to the shipyard, uh, uh-huh. and and Crosshair does show up, um, yeah. and uh, he's like,
0: uh, fine, we'll do it your way. Yeah,
1: Omega. Or he, yeah, he does that, but then finally he's like, by the way, you're wasting my talents. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. And I thought it was great. I was like, well, this is, like, she's right. Uh, so they try to sneak in to the shipyard, uh, which is just swarming with uh, with troopers, but uh, all of these uh, these kennels, these crates, are just filled with all sorts of creatures, and there's one, specifically a really yeah. big one, that's shaking, and... Um, But uh, but yeah, then they as they're sneaking around, um, they ultimately they get uh, ousted by uh, this baron because he he got word from Hemlock that they had escaped and he knew who they were. Mm -hmm. And so they corner them. Um, And I don't remember if at this point Hemlock has made it to the planet yet because there is a not yet. okay,
0: not Um, yet. But he's on his way. The the guy says that like Hemlock will be here soon, essentially. Yeah, because um. they
1: because they had discovered the crash ship, but Hemlock hadn't got there yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's and like,
0: so, "How about you give me all your money, all my money <laughs> back?" <laughs> Classic,
1: just mustache twirling imperial scumbag. Um, I know. Yeah. And, and so, but ultimately, uh, yeah, Omega's like, you know, it's fine. Let's do, let's do this. Let's do this your way now. And he's like, finally, you know, and they and they he kind of gets to let loose. And yeah, he's missing some shots, but crosshair's still. He's still pretty lethal. Um, crosshair, I, I think
0: crosshair, <laughs> crosshair missing shots, crosshair having a uh, a tremor in his hand has essentially taken him from his skill level to the skill level of an arc trooper, which is still really good. <laughs> um, so, yeah, he's not yeah. I, I wouldn't say. Yeah, he's he's slightly nerfed, but no, I, I think he's just no longer OP. Yeah. Um. And it's just him,
1: but they're, they're, and thankfully there's a lot of cover. And so they're kind of, uh, they're, they're kind of fighting off these clones. And eventually they let out all of these animals. Uh, and Mm -hmm. it's full on just zoo chaos. Very Uh, Omega
0: fashion. Like a a very Omega type strategy.
1: Yeah. I mean, you got to use the environment around you, I guess. Um, yeah. And, uh, and so the, this Baron guy is struggling to get this money and it gets knocked out of the way. And, um, I'll be honest, this is why I really need to rewatch the episodes right before we record, because I watch them right on Wednesdays. But uh, Mm -hmm. is he is he killed? I don't remember. I think it is very much implied that he died
0: because uh, this the, the crate of this massive creature opens and you hear a roar and you see a tentacle come out and grab him by the leg. And as he sheepishly like tries to grab onto the door, he accidentally closes it, yeah, locking him inside. Cause like it, it closes and it the yeah. latch is shut. And then just uh, you see the crate shake and uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure he's okay. dead. Okay, I
1: couldn't remember um, in that scene if it was a trooper if it was him, but it was definitely him. It was
0: absolutely him. Okay. And I think what was in there was either a, a boar gullet or a wrath tar, either of easily which easily a wrath Um,
1: yeah, either of which that man's dead. Yeah. Um, Oh, we see what those Tars do. Yeah, I think from the size of it, like Borgullet doesn't really like eat people. It like does have those tentacles, but like the way those tentacles came out and then just immediately were like. The way we see in the Force Awakens, I was like, "That's a really cool connection, right there." Um, yeah,
0: that was that, that that was cool. Definitely some some comeuppance there, and it's all because he was trying to get the cash. Like, if he wasn't like so desperately trying to get it, yeah. you know, he probably would have gotten away. Yeah, um, he needs to hit but, the gym, but it's
1: okay. Yeah, he needs to hit the gym. <laughs> D-
0: down downfall of uh, downfall of the greed. Yeah. Um, and uh, just some deserved comeuppance, and that, yeah. that's 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 two for two. We got we got this guy and Lieutenant Nolan.
1: Dude. Um, okay, so I was gonna ask you, do you you were saying that this is your like one of your newly favorite characters, which I agree, but I yeah. still do, and I want your opinion. I still don't hate this guy nearly as much as I hate Nolan.
0: I think if maybe we had gotten more time with this guy, we'd probably hate him more. Yeah. Um, this guy is like, uh, like the the grubby kind of evil, whereas yeah. L- Lieutenant Nolan is more like the the bureaucracy kind of evil. He sucks. Um, and I think if there's one thing that, that I really hate more with someone that, uh, thinks so, uh, uppity of himself, it's someone mm-hmm. who thinks so uppity of himself and almost unfortunately has like a for uh, authority to do so, I guess. Yeah. And so like in that position, w- when, when you're crosshair, like you feel so, so much more, um, so much more hatred towards lieutenant nolan because in that position like unless he wanted to break the law which he did he couldn't do anything mm-hmm. and so that makes you hate lieutenant nolan more um which like obviously the same case is in uh this with with this guy mm-hmm. but i don't know it just the, the stakes seemed so much different with crosshair cuz i think it was like that deciding point of do i stay with the empire or do i become a rebel right um so yeah i think i still hate lieutenant nolan more just because yeah. Uh, you know, pardon my French, absolute shit eater. Like yeah. <laughs> that. Like I, 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 I hate, I hate Lieutenant Nolan, dude. He's
1: absolutely he, sucks. He is my um, like, genuinely like the one Star Wars character that like made me so unbelievably angry. And when Crosshair yeah. kills him, I was Lieutenant. I, I, I literally screamed. I went yes, yes, because <laughs> I hated that and like. Dude, pour one out for my bro Mayday. I know that's a this is like a, a whole uh, I side know. thing. But like he was the homie and I, I like they Man. they created like that bond between Crosshair and uh and Mayday so well. But uh but yeah, so anyway, this this fat, scummy, greedy Imperial bozo uh gets uh <laughs> <laughs> gets uh gets eaten by this Wrathtar and uh Crosshair uh and Omega they get the money. Cool, which is cool. And they mm-hmm. make a quick escape on this freighter. I got the money. Tell, um. tell the fat guy I've got the money. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and yeah. And so they take that ship and they, you, they get off pretty quick. They also get batcher, of course. Um, they get batcher. And, uh, and they leave with haste. And Omega is very quick to send a signal out uh, to alert uh, wrecker and hunter because they crosshairs is like, we can't stay on this ship. the ship. The empire can track this ship. Well, uh,
0: I just have to. I just have to bring this up just just before we, but before we get to the end of the episode. Yeah. When they're when they're lifting off, we get the shot of uh, this stormtrooper that's sitting right in front. That's oh, standing yeah. right in front of the thrusters, and they burst off, and you hear this guy go <laughs> like <laughs> as he as he's just launched off which is just it was so i, I uh, died bro yeah it was so out of pocket uh but like i i was laughing so hard because i forgot to i mean i was waiting until this episode to tell you but i was like that guy sounded like Grayson when he screams <laughs> and 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 i just imagined I like i was like that was just so perfect um i really hope that that storm not dead just because of you know how much energy was in there um but yeah uh, that voice actor had
1: bills to pay bro yeah he got
0: yeah he uh his his rent was due your rendition Um,
1: of that was so funny oh my gosh (laughs) yeah just
0: um but yeah they they do end up making it away uh and batcher is is very clearly appreciative of not only the like omega but also crosshair like batchers licking crosshair's face and crosshair's Mm -hmm. like yeah yeah you know which is which is sweet because like you you know that um even though he he is very much I'm looking out for for myself, um, I, I think he he's kind of like Han, where like he wants to be the the the, the solo dude, but yeah. he does care about people, um, and he just kind of he, he just can't really fight that part of himself. Um, I, so I, I think, think that's s- very interesting.
1: We talked about it last week, where he kind of sears some similarities similarities with Cassie, where he kind of has this prison around himself, and I think the mm-hmm. reason he acts this way is because. He believes he knows what the decisions that he made were wrong. And yeah. he believes that like, well, I've already made these decisions. There's got to be some part of me that still refutes going back to my old ways of being part of this family again and caring about people. Like, yeah, I can be against the empire, but I'm just going to go on my own path and just isolate myself because this is what I deserve. Yeah. Um, it's a,
0: yeah, 100%. It's a full send mentality. When yeah. when you, go when you are so kind of far gone in in making these decisions it's like well i have to keep going now i mean that that's the same thing with uh with with vader like mm-hmm. anakin you can see that boy crying on mustafar but it's like it's too late now i've yeah. already done all do you know how much i've done now there's no other way yeah um so yeah that's a it's a commonality in star wars actually just another yeah. theme that we're picking up and putting on the putting on the shelf of common star wars themes
1: which is like it's a very human thing to explore like you i mean like sometimes when people do things wrong like there's a point where they're like oh i can't like i've already made it this far there's yeah there's no coming back like and i just have to commit to it even though i know this is wrong and that's how a lot of people kind of lose their way but you know as luke says no one's ever really gone right um but like I, I, you know, I get it to an extent of like they've already done these actions. Like there's there's no other way for me. Like I've just like there's no yeah. acceptance. But like Omega's trying to get to him. Like you know, she clearly she cares about Crosshair. Um, yeah. She doesn't think of less of him um, than the other members of the of the batch. And um and so I think this episode, uh, I I exp- express it to some people that like this episode. Uh, while not immediately like just one of like the absolute banger uh you know bad batch episodes and and we're gonna get to the end here in just a second, but I the mm-hmm. the bulk of this of what up to this point where we're about to wrap up, like was very crucial for the development of Omega and Crosshair, uh which was needed.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think it um like the I, I was still hearing some people go like, oh man, you know, Bad Batch doing filler again. But like I think with I think with this, like, there sure was it maybe more of a filler premise, yes. Yeah. But I think I really think that that this is different from the other seasons in that this still propels the narrative forward in a in a necessary way. Right. And so having that time, I think, is is very important. And also, I, I'm just gonna say, like, uh, another part of Omega's character at the beginning of the episode, she mentions to Crosshair, like, we need to get the co- we we need to save the coordinates from Tantus because we need to go back she oh, intends right. to go back like she she intends to go back and save the rest of their brothers because of course she does yeah like and which Makes me happy that I'm pretty sure we're gonna end up going back to Tantus with full on clone rebellion, baby. Let's I do
1: it. I, there's that one shot in the the trailer where there's the the shady uh, clone X guy, and all of these like troopers are yeah. running, and he's like walking against them. We still haven't seen that yet, and I mean, again, we have a lot of episodes to go through. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, we we ain't we ain't done with Tantus, um, but uh, but yeah. So I believe the scene right after this is is now Hemlock on this planet.
0: Uh, yeah. And, and he is yeah. with
1: his Imperial troops and Scorch, our boy. Uh,
0: Scorch, who has so, been in like almost every episode in yeah. the
1: past, several episodes yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, he's been there uh, at all times. Uh, and they, I don't remember what specifically the dialogue that they say, um, but it implies that they're on their trail, you know, and he's, and Hemlock's going to get them.
0: I uh, think Hemlock essentially says something along the lines of uh, notify all of our operatives.
1: Uh, about you know
0: that and and i was like well don't just quote but you know like i know he's just talking about imperial ops but i
1: i thought that too and immediately i was also like gideon thron isb right
0: so yeah this is now the second time that it's being hinted at that uh hemlock is going to be using more resources than usual
1: the full might of the empire
0: right to to get omega
1: back Mm -hmm. um so
0: what are these resources gonna be Oh, no.
1: they—they got to be pulling out at least, at least one big gun, right? And not—not not literally yeah. a gun, but like just somebody or something, right? Some sort of character. And and yeah, like we've seen in the show thus far, we have seen uh, Tarkin and Krennic in last season. And while I mean I do think we could maybe see Tarkin this season, it—it uh, it makes me think like there's probably gonna be. Some at least one uh big Imperial head honcho. I'm s i am I still I still believe it. <sighs> There's
0: gotta be something. Yeah. Gotta be something. Because it's it's ho-
1: there. And hopefully Delta Squad. But anyway, yeah. we switched back over to uh this uh Omega and Crosshair as they are on this freighter and they uh have pinged Hunter and Wrecker, and they are meeting them on this moon, and we get this very this almost ominous kind of scary kind of meetup where we're seeing it from, it kind of puts you in the perspective of Crosshair in a way, which I didn't realize until just yeah. now, where they're landing on this moon, this very desolate looking moon that doesn't even look like it has an atmosphere. It's uh the
0: same one where they dropped off Hera, I believe. Really? Yeah, that's the oh. it's from from the first season because um, it's like oh, it's this secluded moon that was where they they, they dropped off Hera, I think, because that's um, cause interesting. I, I'm pretty I'm pretty sure that was what it was. It was like a callback to that episode. That's cool. Um,
1: I'd forgotten about that. I yeah. I really need to rewatch season one. Like it is mm-hmm. like it is not fresh in my b- brain at all. But um, but yeah. So they they're landing on this moon and we don't see Hunter and Wrecker out of the ship we just see the Marauder just sitting there and it yeah. and immediately when I'm watching this I'm like something's wrong you know like this Here is with not the hatch open yeah like there's just nobody there and it's like what's going on right and uh, yeah but sure enough they land and and uh, Omega comes out and and we see Hunter and Wrecker and we get a
0: mm-hmm.
1: a very very sweet tear jerking moment where uh she gets she hugs Wrecker and uh, and then also hugs Hunter, and, and yeah. he's like, "We never stopped looking," you know. Um, yeah. And it's it's just it just hits it just hits right here.
0: Yeah, man. I, there. So so there there's this point that I wanted to bring up, and I wanted to get your your, your thoughts on it before we before we close with the the final part of this scene. Mm-hmm. A very important thing is that we we recognize that Hunter and Wrecker have never stopped looking. But what kind of bothers me a little bit is that Echo has been with with Rex the whole time. You know, like he was he was with them at the end of season two for like, you know that that final op. Mm-hmm. But then I guess he was like, hey, you know, good good luck looking for Omega. I'll help you when when you find her. Yeah. Um, but until then, I'm gonna go back with Rex and the Clone Rebellion. Like, I know that that is what is super important to Echo, but it kind of rubbed me the wrong way to know that. Uh, They were looking for Omega all this time and Echo was more focused on the the clone rebellion side of things. And maybe I'm being a little too vindictive about it, but yeah, um, I was just like, I don't know how I feel about that because I don't Mm. know.
1: Yeah, I guess I never really thought about that. I think it really depends on the context of at least currently in this period, what Echo and Rex and all of them are doing Um, Yeah, I
0: agree. Um, And I guess I will. Yeah, go ahead.
1: I I was going to say, like, we know that they are rescuing clones and um, Mm -hmm. and I can easily see like I and I don't want to discredit Echo here, but I I, like Echo is kind of the. The last kind of he's I don't want to say a strange, but he's kind of the odd one out when it comes to the Bad Batch. And like he out of all of them was was probably the least close to Omega. And he had made that decision before that. And I think he's still willing to help, but I'm like I get why I that does kind of bother me too, but I I'm kind of giving him and the writers the benefit of the doubt that, like, well, he is actively trying to save other clones, right? You know?
0: Yeah, there's a he there is still a, a focus to be had on that. And to be fair, um we we did hear from uh Wrecker that uh rex and echo had agreed to meet them at those coordinates of the slithervine planet um Mm -hmm. but it was it would be in two rotations uh so like they were immediately like yeah we'll we'll be there to to help i guess it's just uh his focus was on the 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 war
1: effort yeah they might Um, be very preoccupied right now
0: yeah it was just uh i don't know it was something it was something to think about um but uh so at the end of this scene, uh, after we get our like nice reunion, um, we see Crosshair walk out of this shuttle, mm-hmm. and uh, his eyes meet Hunter and Wrecker, and they do not look happy. They 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 look um, very on guard.
1: Yeah, uh, this is this makes me think of at the end of season one, and I rewatched the scene, which again I had forgotten about, which like makes me like okay, I need to rewatch Bad Batch, um, is when uh one of them I, I believe it's uh like I think like AZ oh yeah it was AZ fall, mm. falls into the water and Omega dives in and she can't get back up and crosshair like shoots the grapple uh to save to like to anchor on to AZ and pull her back up and yeah. all of the batch members are aiming at crosshair right yeah and they and like yeah. they're on guard and like you know they're they they do not have their guns in crosshair in this moment in the most recent episode but like they're definitely like okay, this is still the trust has not been regained, you know, just because he's with Omega, there's a lot of explaining and a lot of reconciliation that needs to be had. Um, And to be honest, like wrecker is a very protective, I mean, so is Hunter. They're like very, two very protective characters. Um, But like, yeah, they give him the absolute death glare, but like crosshair doesn't really look mad at them. Like he, well, yeah, I think like he's it, been kind of stewing with that regret and right. guilt. Right, and 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 that's. I'm just thinking about that. I'm like, you know, he easily could have been giving them like a like a, a glare as well, but no, like he kind of is again in that prison mentality. Like he is yeah. like, yeah, I deserve this, right? Which like I'm not saying that he doesn't. Like it makes sense. Their their reactions to how they feel about him are very warranted. Um, I would say so. Yeah, but like. And it's a really good like way to kind of just hard end the episode as it smashes to black. Uh, yeah. But we know we know that they're gonna get along again, right? That they're gonna they, they're gonna yeah. make amends. They'll
0: they'll get along again. Um. I guess you can also uh, say that you know Hunter and Wreckers reactions are a lot more warranted, especially just how the past six months have for have been for them, mm-hmm. because they 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 lost Tech and then Omega got captured. And Echo's not there, Echoes with the Rebellion, right? And so they have been uh especially, especially Hunter, like not resting, looking for Omega everywhere. Their yeah. their armor's gotten dilapidated, they they're starting to kind of let themselves go in terms of their, their mental uh state. And so it's kinda I mean, if, if you want to look at it in a certain light, maybe they perhaps see crosshair as just kind of that 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 thing that, that got everything rolling uh in in just how everything started to 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 really go bad yeah um and so yeah it's a lot has happened and uh, losing i think i think losing tech definitely put a a big damper on the crew and i'm sure um i'm sure crosshair knows at this point like i'm willing to bet um omega probably told him during those Mm -hmm. six months every time that she's visited him but we haven't had a scene where he is like actively recognizing it so i i yeah. think it would be really interesting to have a scene probably in the next episode i expect to have the three of them kind of discuss uh tech and his, yeah. his death like maybe cross here looking at Tech's goggles you know yeah. which i think would be a really tough scene to watch yeah um but i know it's gonna happen
1: yeah um, there's a there's gonna be a lot of hard moments i think and i think crosshair is also gonna have to fill in a little bit it's interesting because yeah. we've never really had crosshair be with the batch while they've had omega and like i'll be honest you're right like thinking about clone Wars season seven bad batch like that was that that four man stack right there was like mm-hmm. so iconic and it's and now we don't have tech anymore but like it's gonna be really nice to see the three of them fighting together again right to kind of oh, have yeah in a weird way a return to form unfortunately no tech and no echo but it's like we've got hunter wrecker crosshair and omega and you know Omega's reaching mm-hmm. this point now like we've just said throughout the whole episode and and uh and more recently that like she's she's forming more into a, a uh a competent character more of her own soldier in a way her own member of the bad batch right um yeah and, and that's not to say that she hasn't been part of the bad batch like she always has been since the beginning of the show but like now she's really starting to kind of this sounds like i'm bashing her in the past seasons i'm not but like she's starting to pull her weight more um yeah and uh she, yeah
0: she has like great actions to to back up uh her goals and her words and stuff mm-hmm. like that and also she was uh she she was uh trained on all of the uh, operations by tech she she's basically like the um the the wonder child of the bad batch right yeah. because she's she's taken a lot of different things from them mm-hmm. she's even already learning stuff from crosshair like she kind of uh, adapts to to each uh, basher that she interacts with yeah um and uh yeah i'm just really excited to see where this uh kind of new four man group dynamic
1: goes along from here yeah um I believe the next episode is called the return Return, uh, yeah. Which, now knowing the context of the last episode where we had our speculation, now I'm like, okay, what does this mean? You know, does this mean yeah. the return of of Echo? Does this mean the return of Tech? Like, does this mean the return of
0: Ventress? Ventress, uh, uh, yeah. Is it is it a return to Mount tantus already? Which I highly
1: doubt. But yeah, uh, honestly, it yeah, no idea. No I idea. I mean, this season from based on our speculation and now what we've seen. It's moving pretty fast. So like, to be yes. honest, I'm not, I don't think it's totally impossible that they go back to Tantus so quick, you know, it would be, it yeah. would be very quick, but I'm like, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Like, so
0: now finally, uh, wrapping back around to what, what we had, what you had originally brought up is, uh-huh. um, I, I also, I really did not expect for them to get reunited so quickly. Four episodes
1: um, in, two weeks in. Yeah,
0: the, these, were, these were two plot threads that are already, in a way, resolved. Omega's back with the Batch, and Crosshair is reunited, and, and no longer affiliated with the Empire. Those are two things that have been resolved, so that tells me, it makes me ask, what is... It, what what are we going to do left? Like, what, what is going to fill up the rest of this season? What's going to go on? Uh, is it going to be like the... Is it like full clone revolution based on, yeah. on, on uh, Mount Tantus, which would be awesome, but we... We don't know. We're in unknown territory. It's kind of like when when you and I were covering Ahsoka, and we're like, we're at this point where we don't know what's gonna happen. Say which is episode five, yeah. yeah, yeah, which is which is so great for for us, you know, because I know that that you and I both just love that. I don't know what's gonna happen, kind yeah. of. thing.
1: Yeah, that's the thing is, I'm like, there's a part of me that I love speculating, right? But there's yeah. also it's easier to speculate when you kind of have an idea of where it's gonna go. And yeah, mm-hmm. we could speculate on on where it's gonna go with. Kind we're at this point where we're in uncharted, unknown territory, Um, but for the most part, it's kind of like, all right, we're just in for the ride now, and I I like that. I I will say, I think they wouldn't have wrapped up these uh, these plot threads, these very major plot threads, by getting Omega back and reuniting the team and Crosshair as well, so soon, if they were not building to a bigger plot, like. as a writer I'm like okay we're doing season 3 guys like what do we like we know this is where it ends and they've had a plan for a while Uh, but like you know these are the things we got to take care of but we also have to address this thing as a writer I'm like well we got to take care of these other two things pretty quick so we can spend a lot of time building up to this clone revolution you know or or whatever Mm -hmm. it is which is exactly what I think is going to happen it's just a matter of how are we going to go back to more of some of those filler episodes now that like it's them and they're trying to figure out like, I mean, I mean, it seems like I would think, okay, we're all together now. Uh, you know, and echo or Rex are out there. We have to, we got to help. We we're going to help our brothers like Omega wants and we're going to start teaming up with them. And I, and maybe there's a chance, I think we see Rex and, uh, echo a lot more in this season. Like they might be hanging out with them yeah. a lot closer now.
0: I certainly hope so. Yeah. I think, uh, I mean, if this really is going to be just kind of the wrap up of the Clone Wars, we, we gotta go ahead and get Rex and, and Echo in here now. Yeah. Uh, I you know we're we're gonna have we're gonna have Wolf in there somewhere. Yeah, that's uh, another thing. I, I I know Cody's gonna be coming back in somehow. Like, that could they're, also they're, be another
1: thing to the return. Like
0: yeah. Th- dude i mean like the the return could be more than one person right just uh, just the return of the clones right yeah yeah (laughs) um that would be that'd be very cool but overall um i think i think episode four was uh like as it what it was meant to do i think it did very well Mm -hmm. um and this is just a great Uh, even though it was technically episodes one through three, this is just a great launch point of the season. You know, the, 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 the gang, most of it is back. Um, so where do we go from here? I think overall, yeah, it was a
1: good episode. I enjoyed it. Yeah. More good stuff. It makes me more excited for for next week. I feel the exact same way. I think before this, I was like, I was like, yeah, this is probably going to be one of our shorter ones because to be honest, I don't have a ton of thoughts. And although I think we've had some very good discussion, but I'm like, all right, cool. Like I like that episode. I think it built up Omega and Crosshair's relationship well. It got them together. It didn't feel needless. It felt like some people were like, oh, back to filler or like, oh, it. It just it put the plot to a halt, and I'm like, how? Like it it I mean, it, filler implies that it's just they're just doing something that's totally irrelevant to the main story or the main's plot threads. This pertained to one of the biggest plot threads, which was getting them back together, right? Right, um, and yeah. they did it in a way that I was pretty satisfied with. I think it felt more satisfying than something like rogu and mando getting back together in a show that wasn't theirs <sighs> like you know yeah uh and and even then like even if they decide if say like something like the mandalorian had done it that quick from going to mando season two to season three not counting boba fett i would have been fine with that had they had done that by like this like the second or th- or third episode because they could then as a story like what we've seen with bad batch of oh a lot of time has passed and they're not doing well and it's like that's if that's how you wanted to do that for something like Mando they could have done that so that's why I'm not really mad about it in this show because they did it in a yeah. meaningful way and they were like they were very clear hey time has passed Wrecker and Hunter are actively searching for her they're not doing okay and they're continually working on not Project Necromancer it was all stuff that felt it made sense and it was good storytelling so that's where I'm like i some people might be mad that like oh my gosh they got back together so quickly and it's like hey like if if you're gonna do that it gives me sense to believe that we're there's there's more going on that we got to get we got to get the snowball rolling
0: i agree so in terms of like just the the general thoughts on the episode like how do you feel comparing to uh, episodes one through three like d- does it shape up do you think it fits in well
1: Yeah, I would say, I mean, I put this on kind of on par with episode two. uh, But even then, we said last week, like we both liked episode two. It just wasn't, you know, compared to episodes one and three. Um, But to be honest, I'm not someone who makes a huge comparison game when it comes to episodes. I know there's going to be episodes Mm -hmm. that are better and some that are going to be not as good. But to me, this is still like, you know, a B tier episode. Like if we were putting it in a tier list, I'm like, this is good. I like this. And it gives me thoughts to believe that this is, I I think, going to be the best season of this show.
0: I agree. I mean, that seems to be like what everybody else is saying too. Mm-hmm. Um, even though that's PR speak, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, it's still, uh, I, 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 am, a, I'm hopeful. I, I believe them when they say it. Yeah. Um, it's so yeah, we'll, we'll see.
1: I'll have to, I'd have to go back and look at like the first four episodes of, uh, of the, the first, Two seasons, but I remember season one specifically having a lot of those, you know, alleged filler episodes that didn't really move the plot yeah. along, um, and was just kind of adventure of the week. Uh, and there's room for that in these shows, but so far, like even the episodes of two and four, feeling like quote adventure of the week, it was like adventure of the week with a purpose, you know? <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Um. Yeah. I'm I I'm assuming you feel similarly.
0: I do. Yeah. yeah. I think this. Uh like i said before i think that even though this kind of feels like the adventure of the week thing it still serves the plot it's still omega and crosshair trying to uh go from point a to point b it's not like oh we're just meandering here for no specific reason they're here because they crash landed here and it's uh hemlock's hot on their trail and they're developing their uh their dynamic here and then they're trying to get back to hunter and wrecker you know yeah so like they're there, there is a lot of purpose there in that yeah. episode, so, um, yeah, I think it was good. I
1: uh, I definitely think this season, like, we're going to get those Adventure of the Week episodes, and I'm okay with that. I think I've—you know, one thing that has really shaped my view of television has been mm-hmm. uh, D&D, tabletop role-playing games. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, you're you you and I both play D D or various forms of, of yeah. tabletop games and We do. Not I mean it depends, I guess, you know, party to party, but in my experience with most D D things, like unless it's a tight, you know, three episode or sorry, three shot campaign, like usually on a long-term campaign, not every session is gonna be this like, wow, that moved the plot so far, you know? Like yeah. uh and and that's Kind of life in a way like you just sometimes you have episodes yeah. like where you're just it's just kind of a oh It's an adventure of the week, right? Uh And that doesn't mean that it, it, it's bad, but I think about like Pathfinder that would I because I play technically I play Pathfinder. It's still basically pseudo D&D and I think like we just recently had a had a session where uh it was a two-part thing where we had like this really big battle in this town and it was awesome and I think if I was to view that as a TV show, people would be like, oh man, that was so filler. Like how did that progress the plot? But we had yeah. like really good character moments and stuff. And that was the, that's right. what comes out of that, right? Is this dialogue between players and NPCs. And that's what a, t- a TV show, at least with Star Wars, Star Wars TV shows like this, you know, with Mando and Bad Batch and Clone Wars, that's kind of yeah. how that feels. And I think that has impacted my viewing of shows like this in a very positive mm-hmm. way. Um,
0: but i don't know just me no you're 100 right i think it's kind of it's kind of like what what we were saying for um for ahsoka like don't yeah don't forsake the forest for the trees right right because there's uh yeah yeah we're, we're gonna get to that end point but the reason why you love these characters is because you love those moments of of them doing their stuff like yeah so you could theoretically have like a bad batch movie where it's uh point a to point B yeah uh you know w- with all that stuff but that's how serialized shows work yep. they're meant to have these adventures but also yeah you're 100 right where uh it gives these it gives us time for these character moments to have them grow with each other mm-hmm. um in this specific episode alone we had a lot of character growth with uh, omega and crosshair as their dynamic but then yeah. you can think about in season two, Uh, in that episode with the, uh, with the mine. And we have that, um, we have that moment with Ahsoka and Tech. Ahsoka. We, we have that moment with, with, uh, Omega and Tech, uh, and Tech basically talks to her about how he expresses, expresses emotion. Yeah. Um, saying that, like, just because I'm not outwardly, uh expressing myself in that way doesn't mean that i feel any less than you do yeah you know which that is like one of the best moments for tech and it's, it's so in good. a completely arguably kind of filler episode
1: yeah um and it so, serves yeah, a lot to his his character uh and his sacrifice where towards the end like does he's not emotional in that moment but he's he's feeling that moment he knows what he has to do right yeah Yeah. Mm, Good storytelling. Good stuff. Good fiction. And and even then, I was. I'm thinking. We were talking about Ahsoka, and, and I've really been reminiscing on Ahsoka. And I just, man, I. I really love that show. I Like, I think I've, yeah. I've had, like, a like when it first came out, I was like, man, I really like this. And then I got to, got to a low point where, like, people says this sucks. Should I think it sucks? You know, like, yeah. and then yeah. I was like, no, this doesn't suck. That's how I feel right now, Or I'm like, I like that show. And I think the episode, I think it was episode three. It was the week after the premiere where uh, they're heading towards uh C-toss And there's, mm-hmm. like, and Ahsoka's doing the whole thing where she, like, she does the flip and takes out the Starfighter and stuff. Like, that episode wasn't yeah. a filler episode but it and it was kind of adventure of the week but that felt like oh that feels like a DD session right there like these are the characters they're going to the objective and it's like oh they're flying there and they have to deal with this stuff and they land on the planet and they're, and they're scoping out everything right like that stuff yeah i just i like that guys if you if you don't if you haven't go play D, it's really fun <laughs> yeah
0: if i think i think this day and age we we get really caught up in the idea of plot and filler yeah I think people, for some reason, think that just because there isn't an intensely narrative thing happening right then and there, it is somehow unnecessary. Yep. Um, and that, it, with that logic, you could cut out like a billion parts of every single Star Wars movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you could cut out, like, the, the the attack on Coruscant because inevitably they end up rescuing the Chancellor anyway. You could just yeah. say, oh, Dooku died, you know, or yeah. whatever. I'm <laughs> <Yeah>. um, like, <laughs> you could say, uh, Obi-Wan doesn't go to Utapau. You know, Grievous dies. Uh, Obi-Wan yeah. could have been anywhere, right? It's just, I, I don't know. I, I think people uh, are, we're kind of in this age of critique where everyone is suddenly a critic. Yeah. um and and it's like it, it it's like that joke where, where they say everyone's a critic but it's kind of it's kind of true now true, like yeah. why again like why why are you mad you're, you're <laughs> watching your your favorite characters like have adventures and it, like progress with each other progress yeah. as people if you wanted it to, i mean if you wanted to be this way we could have the the episode start with them escaping tantus and then the second episode they go back to tantus and it's over it's a two episode season I, yeah. I hope you enjoyed it um it's a it's it's filling for a reason if you bit into a cake and it was just the icing there wouldn't be enough you you gotta have the bread too you know it's called filler for a reason man Mm -hmm. um but i mean that's that's tangential at this point just enjoy it
1: no you're right like as long as the it's not filler as long as it's adding even a little bit to character development right just just seeing how a character operates right i think Rebels is a show that does that pretty well where like yeah there's a lot mm-hmm. of episodes that people could dub as filler and the more that I think about it like they're not filler because you you're you're getting attached to this family you're seeing them go on yes adventures that don't necessarily pertain to the like overall plot but that's kind of no. the point you're seeing like you know Zeb and Ezra interact and they're them coming closer or Sabine and Ezra or Hera and Kanan and it's like we're getting these little slices of life with this family and Bad Batch is, is kind of that same way. Like uh it's why, you know, I, I like that sort of stuff because you think about the original trilogy and the prequel trilogy mm-hmm. as well. Like those little interactions of like say Obi-Wan and Anakin in the elevator and Attack of the Clones. Yeah. Like that's yeah. Someone be like, oh that's, you know, irrelevant. Like, no, that scene adds a lot to the their characters, right? And so, you know, an episode like this where it's like, ah oh, yeah, I could just skip this episode. It's like, no, like this episode does a lot for for Crosshair and Omega's relationship because they've barely interacted in this whole show. Yeah, they've been at need opposite to give them ends. Space for that. Yeah, they gotta yeah. they gotta come together, and I think that unification is what's gonna assemble the bad batch together again, and it, you know, not make them whole because they're still missing one of their brothers, but at least try to make a a a a, a complete puzzle. You know. Hmm. Um, man, good stuff. Good discussion.
0: Good stuff. Good discussion. Great episode. Uh, can't wait for next week. Yeah. Uh Even I mean, even if it is like this supposed filler, right? I'm I, I'm gonna enjoy it. I don't care.
1: Yeah. At this point, um, I'm, I'm at this point now where I'm like, I just love Star Wars. I just want to like, I want to, I want to experience. Just the, I I like seeing an episode every week. Sue I me. love these
0: don't. characters. I want to spend more time with them because this is, you know, probably gonna be the last season where we get to do so. Yeah. <laughs> so it's,
1: it's uh. Life, life moves fast you're gonna you're gonna be like oh let's get out of let's get the plot and then before it's you're gonna be like man I wish we had more time and it's like these episodes give yeah. us more time you know that's the yeah. that's the nice thing about television um chat pack chat pack let's break it out chat pack baby chat pack, baby oh we're just gonna I'm gonna pull literally the very first one' Do I, don't, I don't even know this is number one all I'm right I'm gonna pull number one. Wow, good good stuff. Who do you think is the bravest character in Star Wars?
0: Ooh. The The Bravest Character.
1: Hmm. One that immediately That's... comes to mind uh and in, in lieu of but the Bad Batch is uh 99. 99, uh, yeah. I think maybe not necessarily brave, but he has a very deep uh, an honorable spirit, um, and he doesn't—he doesn't really fear a whole lot. Um, I the the one
0: that immediately came to mind for me was actually R2D2. Dude, um, dude,
1: that's a good answer.
0: <laughs> R R R2 is like constantly in the weeds, and yeah. I mean, as we know, like droids can and will express fear, mm-hmm. even if it is a, a form of programming. But that's a whole other conversation for another day. But like R2 r2 is in, in it all the time yeah um and uh yeah i would say he's really up there for me i have a good luke. answer
1: uh, luke of course yeah i was gonna yeah. say out of the original trilogy other than than r2 leia leia Le- leia is yeah 100 is fearless which is why again it's why she's like a, it makes a perfect candidate for a jedi like yeah uh,
0: yeah i agree she she's got the bravery in there
1: think about kenobi um, when she's being interrogated by Riva, like as a like nine not even like a like a 10 year old girl she's just like stone like she's like i'm not scared yeah. like she fakes but being yeah. scared you
0: know like she she's very good at that she's definitely um her 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 parents
1: daughter yes um yeah. just gets it from padme another good candidate
0: yeah, an- another great candidate, Anakin. Another great candidate, Obi Wan. Another great candidate, dude. Obi Wan
1: is 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 very up there. I'd put him maybe top three. R two th- is a really good answer though. I want to maybe um, maybe we pull one. So so if we had to choose one from the prequel trilogy, one from the original trilogy, and then one from the sequel trilogy, who do you who do you think?
0: Wait. I. From, <laughs> the, and I know there's this, some this, there's
1: some consistent characters with R2 and 3PO and stuff, but this is gonna sound biased,
0: but I think my choice for the prequel trilogy is Obi Wan. I agree, Um because I think it takes a supreme amount of bravery to go and face Anakin. I was um, gonna say
1: Darth Maul, man. He's well, ready. Darth
0: to, Ma- did Darth the, Maul too. No, no, no I'm, yeah, I'm I'm
1: saying like.
0: Uh, oh no, like to, to face Maul. I know yeah, what you're saying. okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cause like in that moment, like his master was just killed mm-hmm. and he and then he, he runs in there ready to fight. He's ready to go. Um yeah, he's ready to go. Um
1: even he, when he gets he, captured by Dooku, he's not afraid. He's yeah, just when hanging kid,
0: out he gets captured by Dooku. Uh when when uh him and Anakin face down Dooku at Attack of the Clones and uh, Anakin gets taken out, uh Obi-Wan, you know, stays his blade and mm-hmm and you know stands his ground but i think it's just the supreme amount of bravery to go to mustafar and face down uh anakin slash vader um i just think that and, and even more so after the kenobi show dude like that's all about obi-wan's bravery so i think yeah. uh, i think that he's my pick for the prequel trilogy
1: yeah uh i i have to agree um and, and want to go first for original. Y- yeah, I'll go for original. I was also just going to say, like, since we already did say R2, he's in all three trilogies. Uh, yeah. so I kind of consider him like the, like the main, like secondary character or like he's up there. Cause he's in all yeah. three and in all three trilogies, he is like you said, he's fearless. Like, um, yeah. and, and you mentioned kind of like programming and everything. And it's like, no, like you're right. Droids can have fear. Think about, uh, uh, 3po is a nervous wreck. He's always like, uh, he, like yeah. you know, he's always skittish. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I think uh, R2 is kind of that tertiary, kind of over encompassing one. Um, I, I think for me, yeah, I mean, it's oh, that, it, it's tough. Well, I guess an argument
0: f- I, for for 3po an argument could be made that just because you're you're nervous, it doesn't mean you're not brave. In fact, it means uh, the the opposite, right? Like nervousness. Uh, like being nervous and going into something anyway implies uh, bravery. Yeah. But, but
1: but there's also a lot of moments where he's like, nope, not doing that. Yeah, he's like, like, he's like <laughs> no, I don't want to do that.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. I'm just I'm I'm just saying it's it's definitely R two. So yeah, um, I, yeah, so
1: original trilogy. It's really dude. All three of the main characters are extremely brave. Um, they are. Unfortunately, yeah. I will have to eliminate Han, as uh there are moments where he is definitely like. <laughs> Kind of just like, like he's like he's a little, and that's fine. That's that creates a humanity for Han. Uh, I think about when he like r- runs headfirst into the 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 stormtroopers, the and then he's thing, like, it yeah. just runs away. Um, so it comes down to Luke and Leia, um, and it, it it's really hard because they're very much the children of Anakin and Padme yeah they
0: um. are i'm i'm almost i almost feel tempted to just give both of them the vote yeah like you like know give because them they're, because they're <laughs> twins yeah. yeah i mean like i think if if leia had more of a chance to be brave uh she you know would 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 have those big moments uh some sometimes especially in return of the jedi i feel like she she gets uh, shafted a lot mm-hmm. um but uh she like Supreme bravery in A New Hope um, against Vader, against Tarkin. You know, being in prison in the Death Star, she never yeah. loses her cool. Um, and and then also with with Luke, uh, Luke has a, a supreme amount of bravery, uh, just going and standing uh, uh, standing in front of Vader and the Emperor, and has the audacity to toss his lightsaber aside defiantly right in front of the Emperor. Which even you know, in you
1: don't, yeah, even in Empire, like you know. He says he's not afraid, and while that's probably not true, he still does it. He still confronts Vader with confronts Vader little with little to no fear. Like he 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 walks up confidently to Vader and pulls out his lightsaber. You know, and and
0: when Vader offers like his hand, like join me, Luke takes his odds from this fall that he doesn't know. You know if he'll survive. Yeah and it's it wasn't an act of you know i'm just going to just going to die here instead yeah, he he's would, ju- he's like i will take my chances
1: rather than joining um, you yeah yeah i i yeah i think if if we had had just more moments with leia I'd put her, she's very close, but we'll say a tie. I think I'm leaning more towards, just slightly towards Luke, but Leia, Mm -hmm. you know, I honestly, I think it's just if the roles were reversed, if Leia was the Jedi and Luke wasn't, I think Leia would ultimately take the cake. Um, I
0: agree. I think, yeah, I really just think Leia needed more of a, more of a chance, but, but also, uh, I, just a great demonstration of bravery on her end is just to, to keep going after she loses her family and her planet. Mm Mm-hmm um yeah. that yeah that that takes a, a tremendous amount of bravery uh, i yeah. like i know i know a great deal of us would be absolutely despondent but she 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 has she she takes the time t- to console luke who who just lost the old man that that he's been you know traveling with for a couple days yeah right? yeah um and uh yeah there's a there, there's a lot of nuance there so yeah we'll, we'll give the vote to both of them i think
1: yeah we gotta come together on this one because this is tough. I'm thinking For about sequels? it. For sequels? Yeah. I th-
0: I think I'm. I think I will. Well, at first, I knew immediately who I was gonna say, but um, now I'm... Now I'm thinking.
1: I think I have my pick. I think.
0: I wanna say, I wanna say Ray. Think so? Yeah. I, I say wanna f- say Ray.
1: It- I say Finn
0: you see Finn Finn was uh what I was thinking on there Mm because especially the 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 come get it scene like against Kylo takes a a whole lot of bravery um and he's very devoted to to his people but I think um I think Rey just constantly shows that good Jedi bravery you know I think she is I think she is a great example of of the courage of a Jedi um uh, fa- facing down uh kylo in the force awakens uh going you know not 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 losing her cool in the interrogation scene uh taking care of herself on her own at the beginning of the movie the the last jedi like having uh having having the uh the the, the bravery to stand up to luke and tell him what's what's what and 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 to leave and to go seek out kylo on on her own yeah um going to the uh the what what was that ship called the supremacy or something like that i think so um but going there knowing that kylo and snoke are going to be there yeah um and and then also in the rise of skywalker facing down facing down palpatine, palpatine right like yeah. there there's just a lot of te- like tests of bravery there yeah um and i just think that she just constantly shows us again and again that like yeah she is uh, just the culmination of of the Jedi spirit that yeah. is manifested within the Force. I think um, she
1: experiences a lot of fear, but even through the, that... That was why I was not... I was aiming towards Finn, but I think you've convinced me. I think it's, it has to be Rey, and that, that's mainly because you see her out of all of the main protagonists. She... And this is a testament to Daisy Ridley. She experiences fear a lot in those movies mm-hmm. from, from when yeah. she... Uh, opens the chest to find the lightsaber and she's like, I'm never touching that thing ever again to uh, being kind of stalked and captured by Kylo in the force awakens. Uh, And even when she pulls the lightsaber or when Han is killed, when she pulls the lightsaber and she's facing down, you can see on her face, like she's scared. Right. Yeah. But, and and you go on to the last Jedi, the things that you mentioned, right? Facing Luke and being able to go down, uh, go to uh, to face Kylo and Snoke on her own, and then rise of Skywalker, like facing her destiny of of the truth of her being, like you know, not just the nobody being a like you know she's genetically a Palpatine, but that doesn't shape her destiny, right? She's scared of that within herself. She runs away mm-hmm. from it, but ultimately she decides it. It's the choices, right? It's it's at the end yep. of the day what sh- like you know being brave doesn't mean without fear it means going into the darkness when you're still afraid and being like I'm gonna do this anyway right Mm -hmm. Uh, it's literally like the visual (laughs) the visual I have is if you go down into your basement to your laundry room and it's pitch black and and it's midnight and you're like I'm gonna go down there with the lights off anyway and I'm scared but I'm gonna do it right I'm ready that's what Ray does constantly you know And, and I'm not saying that like you know the other Jedi, right? but like she's the culmination of the Jedi spirit, man. I love discussions like this. Cause it makes me appreciate Con- the sequel so much more.
0: Yeah. Me too. C- confronting fear is the destiny of the Jedi, man. Yep. That's, that's bravery. Uh, I, yeah, I think she, she, it's, it's pretty, I mean, it's easy for me, man. Like she, she takes the, she takes the, the bravery token from the mm. sequel trilogy. Now, yeah. now Finn, Finn really does ha- hold that second spot for me. I think, mm. Um, but Ray, it's just it's kind of a no-brainer. Yeah. Um, and I can't wait to see what they do yeah. uh with the, the, the new Jedi Order movie too. with her. Me so.
1: too, man. I I'm gonna say one last character and one honorable mention for me, and feel free to give yours as well. I gotta say the the one character that is not part of the movies that I think also uh, deserve it is Ahsoka. Uh yeah. she's pretty I mean need so I, okay. I don't I don't even need to say anything, it's Ahsoka. Um, and, uh, my honorable mention is probably Din Djarin, Mandalorian. I think he is, he's a very fearless character. Um, yeah, that's very true. Uh, and, and he's someone who also, he, I mean, if he is, uh, if he does experience fear, like he's really good at hiding it and just going into it anyway. Like he's, he's, he's brave. (laughs) Like he goes down that hallway in Mando season three and he's like, he preps himself. So those are, those are my two kind of last picks um what are what is your like maybe outside and kind of uh i guess backup character and maybe we can nail it down to one uh i think my i think my honorable
0: mention is is fives Um, oh good pick and and it's almost uh, I mean not not only because he's a he's a, a clone and it simply takes a great deal of bravery to to exist as a clone is for what their purpose is, uh, but his his final arc, uh, where he it's you know this this one man espionage basically where he uncovers the truth, and manages to get an audience with the chancellor only to find that he's in on it, mm-hmm. and escapes. And has the bravery to contact Rex and try to, you know, like uncover the truth, like that. I mean, like he was, he, he was, uh, it was like enemies from all sides on, on that point, yeah, kind of thing. And it's because of his bravery yep. that that uh that that the thing about the inhibitor chips was was uncovered, and Ahsoka was able to, you know, save Rex. And you know, Ahsoka maybe actually would have died if Rex. If Rex's chip had not been removed in that point, um, we wouldn't
1: be here where we are in the Bad Batch without Fives' contribution.
0: Exactly. Um. He he uncovered the truth. Uh. And he was. He, Fives was the start of the Clone Rebellion. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you're right. So, yeah, I think he's my honorable mention. But as for the the number one most brave Star Wars character. I still, I I feel inclined to say R2. Yeah. But, um, I don't know. I think it comes
1: down to three characters for me. And I have to, like, figure out, I got to narrow it down. And I think we can only really base it on what we, of course, I mean, this is only logical, of what we have seen from the characters. And, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, I, I, you know what? I'm cool with R2. My other two characters I was thinking of was either Obi-Wan or Rey um yeah. but uh i i think r2 is consistently brave at all times you know from from it's episode just... 1 when he first shows up he is the brave little astromech that could and he goes up there and he fixes the ship in episode 2 mm-hmm. he is with them at all times he's he uh saves 3 po's but uh he <laughs> saves padme yeah. and anakin on the the conveyor belt like he's pulling like he's not pulling any punches he's doing doing everything um episode 3 he's on anakin starfighter he is like anakin's uh number one uh number one guy which i also never realized this until recently i always i think it is so sweet that that anakin and padme switch droids did you ever notice that that like oh yeah that like it was like
0: r2 That's was was a
1: was a naboo droid that was with padme basically from the from the get go right uh, she and yeah. he's watching her like when the, she's trying to get assassinated and everything and he builds, uh, three PO and then three PO ends up becoming Padme's assistant and R two becomes, uh, Anakin's astromech. Literally, when they got yeah. married, they were that's, like, yeah. oh, rings? No, here's a droid. Like, <laughs> that's just man. That's that's so sweet. Like, I love it. It adds so much to their to their characters. But but yeah, I'm gonna say R two. I'm gonna say R two. I agree with you.
0: R two, it is. Yeah.
1: R two, the goat.
0: R2. That's why he's the goat. The goat.
1: <laughs> if I make a reel of this, that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put in a, a clip of that at the very end. That's what I'm talking about. That's why he's the goat. <laughs> <laughs> that's perfect. Uh, well, I believe that is going to do it for this episode. Cole, where can they find you?
0: Oh, you can find me at the.cosmic.drifter on Instagram and on YouTube at the Cosmic drifter. I make very cool gaming videos. Please check them out.
1: You should, you should def- definitely do that. Link is in the description if you are watching on YouTube. Um Sir. You can find me on Instagram at Shradster8, but more importantly, you can find both of us, even though it's mainly me who runs the account. Um, so this is why it's more important, but it's still the embodiment of both of us. Uh, Mm -hmm. at Mortis FM on Instagram, uh, and YouTube, uh, and you can find us on TikTok at Mortis underscore FM. I don't know if we had a TikTok last episode. I honestly don't remember. I think we did, but if you don't don't know, know, now, you know, um, and, uh, if you're listening, if you're listening, wherever you're at. We appreciate you, and if you have not subscribed or liked yet, and you like what you're hearing, you you like our opinions, or maybe you don't like your opinions, but maybe at some <laughs> point you will hit the hit the subscribe button. That would mean a lot to me and to Cole, I yeah. think.
0: Yeah, it will definitely mean a lot yeah. to me. Uh, vo- voice your opinions, not too loudly though. Please yeah. tell us uh, what you liked, what you didn't. Yeah. Um, and uh stay tuned for more. Uh, Bad Batch next week.
1: Bad Batch episode five.
0: See you there, but. Grayson, I only have one last thing to say. May the Force be with you. Always.